live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore, and here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And it looks like a uh, pretty uh, hot day out there today. Absolutely. It was yesterday and last night. I tell you, I'm getting a whole lot of some kind of noise coming through this thing. I don't know what it is. Uh, you hear it? Okay. Well, maybe it's just my side. I don't know. Let me try another another thing here. It doesn't sound much better, but anyway, I don't know what's causing it. I'm hearing now. sounds like some feedback somewhere. But I don't know where it's like coming a, from. a hum or something. Yeah. Great way to start the show. Yeah. Well, and I, not to be complaining, but I'm sitting over here with two microphones in front of me, and one of them has the droops. One of them has the droops. Every time you let go of it, it ends up pointing at your belly button. <laughs> And the other must be out of level because every time you let go of it, it swings to the left. <laughs> I don't know. There's just some sort of hum going on back there. I don't know what's causing them, but we will we will go forward with the show anyway. How are you doing this morning? And it is a hot one out oh, there. Oh, already hot. Yeah. Well, yesterday afternoon, early evening at, at 530, it was still a heat index of 101. Yeah, it was in the 80s. Uh, I think when I went to bed about two thirty this morning, it, it was it was hot. Well, and all the high school football games, and at least in the Upstate, push back their kickoffs till eight o'clock. Yeah, just to let it cool down a little bit. Yeah, but you know, you still got to warm up and everything before the game, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess it helped a little bit. I don't know. I listened to uh, I listened to uh, probably half of the Spartan High game, just checking in off and on, and they were cramping up and right. dropping like flies in the fourth quarter. I mean, it, it, the last the last uh, two minutes of the game must have taken 45 minutes because, you know, people were getting uh, dropping out. Well, we had at the Burns-Chapman game, we had that going on too. Plus, every few minutes the officials would call a, a hydration timeout. Yeah. So I was glad they did that, but it sure did make it long. You know, I've heard a lot of people talking about it this week uh, on Dan Patrick and stuff like that about playing in the heat. And uh, it's true that I remember when I played, it was uh, it was a luxury to get a water break. I mean, it's not like, uh, you know, they would uh, oh, when regularly we, have one. When, when we played, Perry, coaches would tell you that water makes you weak. <laughs> would take salt. Salt tablets. Take a handful of salt tablets. Yeah. Well, anyway, welcome to Start Your Engines. Ronnie and I this morning. Greg's not with us. Uh, and But he uh, he got us a really good guest, which is going to be kind of a farewell for uh, Carrie Tharp, who is the president of Darlington Absolutely. Raceway. They've got their uh, activities next week with the Xfinity Race and the Southern 500 on uh, uh, next Sunday. 
at twilight and starts towards uh you know the end of the day and goes into the night and Carrie's been down there for uh, you know years and years after um, he came over from University of South Carolina and Carrie's retiring and I don't know who they've got to take his place but he's been he's been real good to us on this show and rolled out the red carpet for us and made it possible for us to uh, to do uh, dropping uh, dropping the hammer <laughs> <laughs> to do start your engines from uh, from down at Darlington uh, we've done it for two years in a row now and I'm pretty sure uh he'd welcome us anytime we wanted to come down there sure it's it's difficult to do down there but they're always very gracious and he's uh he's a really good guy and we'll talk to him at 11 o'clock and wish him a best of luck and a fond farewell i hate to see him go he's a he's a good interview too i remember one year we interviewed him and he had to he was out eating the weeds because that was the covid year yep and he uh, had to get the track ready to uh you know, they, they were running races. Uh, you know, NASCAR was the first major sport to come back. Kerry was the first place it came back at Kerry Tharp's Darlington Raceway. So uh, uh, he's been, he was instrumental in uh, really getting that place going again when uh, when it was a really bleak time back in 2000. And if I'm not mistaken, they had like a couple of races during the week. It was, it was crazy the way they were doing it. Right, and he actually set the the chart for how other sports were going to do it yeah he did him and and uh well nascar in general but but you know the guinea pig was darlington and it went off without a hitch so we'll talk to carrie at 11 o'clock and uh of course we have deb williams she is at the track again ronnie she's mm-hmm. uh she, she just doesn't unpack no she keeps she takes out her dirty clothes and throws in some more and Our cell phone will travel yep it's the road again so i don't know if this is like uh this is like four or five weeks in a row or four out of five weeks i can't remember which race she missed i know she was at atlanta and then i think watkins Glen and uh, indianapolis and then watkins Glen and someplace else in there i think and uh uh so she's at daytona now and of course she'll be at darlington next week unless Unless something goes ter- terribly wrong. So, uh, anyway, she's uh, she'll be on at 10.20 in her usual time. So, uh, And she gives us some perspectives that, that not a lot of people can get. Well, I mean. she's right there amongst them. And it, it makes the guy that does her intro not a liar when he says uh, she's trackside. I'm trackside. <laughs> so, uh, it's uh, Deb's the best, and we look forward to talking to her every single week. And she's got so much information. And uh, unfortunately, some of the information from last night wasn't too good. They had the uh, Xfinity race, and of course, uh, it was nice to see them get one off without a weather problem. Right. It was nice weather. It was hot down there, too, at twilight. And of course, we were hoping like crazy for uh, something good to come out of uh, Clements. Jeremy Clements racing, and uh, we didn't get it. I mean, he, you know, he started out great, Ronnie. He uh, started 32nd, and when I saw that, right. I said, you know, this is just gonna, this is gonna be another bad day. And uh, by the 20th lap, he was in the top 10. He was passing them in handfuls, and they even mentioned it during the telecast that, uh, you know, how he, he'd really moved up, and he got some, uh, he got some stage points for finishing eighth in the first segment. But uh, and, and actually, he got up as far as fifth. 
but got got pushed back there towards the end of it and ended up uh, eighth. So uh, Jeremy uh, had a good start going. Let me see which mic is yours so I can cut it off when you have, oh, sorry. When you have to cough. I got it. I know which one it is. And um, so anyway, Jeremy uh, dodged the first big crash. I mean, it, it happened right beside him, too. There was a car beside him and one like at 1 o'clock, like off his right front fender ahead of him, and they got swerving and bouncing off the wall, and they just bounced right away from Jeremy. It was like the seas. I can't say they parted. They just, uh, it was, he was in the midst of it, but well, it didn't get involved and, uh, and, and ended up having a good first segment. Well, throughout his career, he has been excellent at yeah. dodging people. He always has uh, had a, a horseshoe with him or a, rabbit's foot or something because he is awfully good and some of you can't avoid uh as was pointed out in the last segment towards the end of the race they'd already they've had like another big crash but the final one in the third segment segment with a few laps to go uh that one got him he didn't cause it but he was behind it and there was just no possible way to avoid it i thought for a minute he was going to avoid it but that car number uh Nine, I think it was, or I believe it was car nine. Well, anyway, he just he just slid right up in front of Jeremy, and Jeremy T-boned him and got hit from the rear by Moffitt, and it was, uh, and that was it. He was out of it uh, with a probably looking at uh, maybe a top ten, and maybe better than that because you know that's what happened last year. He was able to lay back and avoid all the crashes and come uh, home with the victory, and sort of was playing out that way this year or last night but it it didn't happen so uh that's a tough break for jeremy who uh deserves a break if he as i said last week if his luck ever gets as good as it's been bad he's gonna he's gonna win some races but it's oh just, absolutely it's just been uh it's just been terrible for him. and i had a lot of hopes for him last night because he generally drives well in daytona yeah well Got another chance at Darlington next week, which he runs very, very well at Darlington, and then Kansas. And uh, now tonight they run at Daytona in what used to be the Firecracker 250 back when I was a little boy, and then it was the, and they'd run it at 10 o'clock in the mornings, and uh, you could just about be on the beach by one o'clock in the afternoon back in those days, and it was on the Fourth of July, no matter what day it was. But now, of course, it's on a. Um. It's nowhere near the Fourth of July anymore. That right. date, that date's gone to Indianapolis after bouncing around uh, to some other tracks. But the Fourth of July race, uh, um, I mean the, the the Daytona race, which I still think of as as on the Fourth of July, even right. though it's uh, into August now, is um, is tonight, and they will qualify for that this afternoon. I, you know. We got lucky with the weather last night, and they've had such terrible weather at a lot of the NASCAR races this month or, or this year. So uh, hopefully the thunderstorms will stay away and we will have some good entertainment and won't have to watch San Jose State and Southern Cal. Yeah, because actually two college game, football games on today. Uh, the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame are taking on the midshipmen of Navy. Favored by twenty. Dublin, Ireland. Yeah, was that your accent? That your? It was. <laughs> okay, 
uh, you little leprechaun. Um, the uh, world's biggest leprechaun. Well, you're not wearing green. <laughs> what happened? Uh, not to bring up a sore spot, but what happened to Burns last night? That was that was that. My, I don't know. If, well, I don't know if that was a shocker of the of the Friday night fights or games, but uh, you know that was a. I didn't. I didn't know. It, I didn't know until you told me just now. Yeah. I, I, last I saw, they were winning like fourteen to three. That was Burns and Chapman we're talking about. Yeah, and Burns did not have a good game. Chapman had something to do with that. They've got a tenacious defense, and uh, their offense was pretty good too. And and in the fourth quarter, they just outscored us. Hmm. Well. I mean that's okay. I, I, no, it's, I'm not okay for you. No, I'm but I know we got probably got a lot of listeners up in Inman in that area, and congratulations to Chapman oh, because a, uh, it was a good day, a good night for for Inman. Well, you can't, uh, you just can't underestimate that team I, for the last three years. And I, I get, you know, there's a lot of other people at this station that know a whole lot more about high school football than I do. You do, and uh, or you know more about it than I do, but. Uh, you know, I sort of expected Chapman after Debo left and and Mark Hodge was he the coach up there and he came to Spartan High. Yes. Um, I thought they'd drop off a little bit, but I don't. I don't really know if they have or not. I don't think they have. And unless they, they didn't last they've night. They've got some good athletes. Yeah. And I, I thought really what would happen would be that Burns would wear him down in the second half. Now they did have a ton of cramps last night, as did Burns, because of the heat and humidity, but. They played from the get-go to the end. Yeah. Well, don't underestimate Burns. I mean, uh, Chapman, yeah. no matter no matter who you are, because they, they will uh, – I, I think Spartan High scrimmaged them one year and just killed Spartan High. Mm-hmm. I mean, that might have been five years ago, yeah. but it was uh, – you know, you might think of them as a little school up in Inman, but they're uh, – I mean, they're, they're a powerhouse as far as I know, and it doesn't seem like much of anything changes that. So, uh, anyway, yeah, we got a whole board full of scores, and I'm sure the previous show went over all that stuff. Dorman got back on the winning side. And Spartanburg start- beat Dutch four. Yeah, I listened to the end of that game uh, with uh, Clary down there uh, sweating it out in that press box. <laughs> he sounded he sounded like it was pretty hot down there. Listen, but it's stuffy. Dutch Fork Stadium is a dump. Is it really? It really is. For the state champions, and they play in a dump. Mm-hmm. Well. There you go. So anyway, uh, I have no idea who plays who next week, but you'll find out. I tell you, if you want to know about high school football, just keep it right here because uh, this station, uh, WSPG, AM, and FM, will definitely keep you on top of what's going on and, and what to expect in every every football college, which will be starting up. starts tonight, but will be really kicking oh, in next, next week. week. Yeah. All right. I tell you what. Let's stop here and take a break. Come back, call Daytona, and talk to Deb Williams. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. 
attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who was recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit the carolinalawgroup.com. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Weekdays at 3 p.m. It's Spartanburg County's longest-running radio show. The sports voice across the region for nearly 20 years. There is no substitute for decades of experience. Talking everything local, from high school football and basketball to Carolina and Clemson. It's open month. And we have the studs. With Ryan Clary, Alex Smith, and Anthony Greer. Don't miss a moment beginning weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Find an old 35-millimeter film camera? Are you using one now? Do you want to? Where do you go to get your film developed? Spartan Photo Center, the last full-service camera store in South Carolina. They have all sorts of new and used cameras, digital and film. Remember film? They develop 35-millimeter and 120-size to cover negative film three times a week. Black and white every couple of weeks. Get your film developed, scanned, printed, or cloud-delivered to you by Google Drive or Dropbox. Need film? They've got film. 35-millimeter, color and black and white. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, just off North Pine Street, across from the Food Lion. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to death. Welcome back to Start Your Engines. Good morning, Deb. How are you? Good morning. Just fine, thank you. How about yourself? Doing fine. It's really, really hot up here. I know that much. I'm going to I'm not going to do my yard work again today either. I didn't do it yesterday and I'm not going to do it today. It's just too hot to go out there and do anything. So uh, that's that's why I did mine on Wednesday when the humidity was low. Yeah, 
Well, it's great having you at the track again. This is, uh, I was just trying to think, is this like, uh, have you been, have you had a weekend at home lately? It seems like, I know you were in, (laughs) seems like you were in Atlanta and then uh, uh, Indianapolis and Watkins Glen and now Daytona. It seems like I'm leaving one out. Well, I was at New Hampshire. New Hampshire. And, um, yeah, and I was at Pocono. Pocono, that's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you just so, you don't get unpacked very long, do you? <laughs> I don't unpack. I leave my suitcase at the steps at the house <laughs> and my, the bottom of my steps at the house and take out the dirty clothes. I learned a long time ago the way to deal with it was take uh, like a grocery bag or a plastic bag and put <laughs> the dirty clothes in it to separate them from your clean clothes and um, I just take them out and, and wash them and look and see what I've got in the the suitcase and if I need to add anything that's not already there and just take the clothes out of the dryer and put them back in the suitcase. Well, and I know you've got one more week, too. And I know, I'm know sure you'll be going to Darlington. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's only two hours from the house. Yeah. Well, I had some racing last night and uh, another uh, started out kind of well, it started out very unpromising with uh, Jeremy Clements qualifying 32nd, but I watched it, and by the 20th lap, he was in the top 10. He really did move up, but couldn't dodge all the wrecks this year, and uh, um, Justin Allgaier came out the winner. He did, and it, uh, you know, unfortunately, like I told somebody last night in the media center that it seems like there's a certain point they get to in those super speedway races where they're brain disconnects from their foot on the accelerator so um you know and everybody's just trying to win and and blocking and and everything that's going on and uh, they just happen unfortunately that's uh, the beast in super speedway racing yeah now there's a big uh battle within the battle with uh parker klingerman and riley herbst battling for that last playoff spot and uh Riley had a had a bad break early last night, and Parker Klingerman was in was in it to uh, there at the end to win. So uh, they flip flopped, and now Riley's uh, I think twenty or thirty points out, and Parker is thirty or forty points to the good. I've got it here somewhere, but uh, yeah, that was uh, a typical Daytona with uh, with all the crashes and everything. Anything uh, you took away from that that uh, you can share with us? Well, I honestly was writing during the race. I was writing about the fact that... You were uh, texting me, too, a little race. bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But uh, I was writing the story that auto racing is lobbying to become uh, an event in the the 2028 20, Olympics that are going to be in Los Angeles. Oh, really? So it'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that comes about. There are other sports that are lobbying to be a part of that Olympics. There's um, karate, um, uh, baseball, softball, <clears throat> flag football, uh, break dancing, Holy uh, cow. cricket, squash, and uh, things like I'm leaving one out. But Oh, kickboxing. That's the other one. So... Apparently now that um, the organizers can elect to add a certain events to the Olympics, and 
that has to be approved by the International Olympic Committee, and the IOC will meet in October to determine which ones, if any, that L.A. would like to add to its Olympics will be decided. And it's interesting because used to there was a, an item, a, a new rule, that uh, Olympic events could not include something that required a mechanical device in order for the athlete to compete. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if um, that rule's no longer there or how they address that. But we should know in October whether or not auto racing will be a part of the Olympics that are going to be held in Los Angeles in 2028. Well, has there been talk yet of what type of auto racing? That was going to be my question. No, and that was one thing that Kyle Larson brought up yesterday when he was asked about it. He said that he thought they, he said, you know, I don't know how they would do it, but he said it seems like due to all the different facets of auto racing that exist, you would need to have different types of competition uh, involved in the event. And I could see that like the equestrian events. You know, you have dressage, you have show jumping, you have cross country. So there's, there's several events, and um, I think they would probably have to look at the equestrian events and figure out a way to have all the different types. But when I found this out, my first thought was, oh, now this explains the Los Angeles Coliseum and the the Bush Clash out there. Right. Well, very well could. Yeah, and it would be interesting, and and it would also be interesting the fact that you've had so many road racers and and F1 people come over now and, and compete in the street course and the road courses here in NASCAR. So, you know, I could see it very easily being a stock car, open wheel, an oval, a road course, you know, all the, all the different facets there. Like I said, like they have the equestrian events where they have the, the show jumping, the dressage, and the cross-country competition. We'll see so what, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. What comes to my mind are the, is, what's that series, the SRX, is that the one they ran on Thursday nights? That, a car something like that. Yeah. I mean, you're talking... Five years from now, which gives them time to to come up with one particular car, but I just, I mean, I just, I can't see it being open wheel because those cars are so fragile, and uh, and definitely if they run that little track at the Coliseum open wheel, I don't see that how that would work at all. But something durable that they could beat and bang into each other with, like those uh, those those uh, cars. That, is it SRX? Is that am I saying that right? Yes, yeah, you're saying it correctly. Yes, those cars. But, that, but don't forget that you could set up a street course there for an open wheel around the L.A. Coliseum. Well, I guess they got a lot of options. That would be, uh, I don't know. That's mm-hmm. uh, you're, so the one, you're, you're the one writing. You're the one writing the article, <laughs> so you tell me. But that's uh, uh that's you know I always. Well, they haven't decided. It's not a definite yet. That's we'll right. Wait and see what the International Olympic Committee decides in October, and um, you know then we we can speculate from there. But first of all, it has to be approved. So we'll see of the sports that are lobbying to be included, which ones, if any, get approved by the IOC for it. Yeah, this this uh, this begs a lot of questions. I, you know, how would they 
How, well, how, I said, how, there's how, no sense in asking all the questions until the IOC <laughs> approves or disapproves. Yeah. Right. Well, but, I mean, you've just got my mind You're working. You're the before the horse. Yeah, well, I'm doing that, and I'm just wondering how they would uh, <laughs> hit the, uh, you know, the teams and, and uh, the tryouts or what. You know, I, I always fantasized, and I, I think they might have even done it on a small scale, but I always fantasize NCAA auto racing, you know, at each college having a, a car or whatever. And I think to some degree they've done that uh, in the past. They have in Legends Racing. They have. The engineering programs at the different universities have, have had it. And there's also uh, competitions with vehicles regarding gas mileage. You know, there's engineering schools that mm-hmm. are involved in those competitions. So, there's a lot of automotive competitions that you really don't hear that much about. But, uh, you know, you have to remember you have qualifying in gymnastics. Uh, you have qualifying in track and field. So, you know, they have those. And, and you, like in gymnastics, you may have someone qualify in balance beam, but maybe they don't qualify in uneven parallel bars. So, you know, if you qualify in all of them, then you can go for the all-around competition. Or um, if you just qualify in one, then that's the event, maybe floor exercise and balance beam. Then you compete in those. So there's a, uh, there's a qualifying system. And just like in, in the Winter Olympics and ice skating and all, all those athletes have to go through a, a qualifying session to be selected to the U.S. team. Yeah. Uh, or any other team, I guess. I'm just more familiar with the United States and how it runs its operation. Very interesting. So, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the IOC rules uh, come October and whether or not it approves it. But the games, I didn't even realize the games had already been awarded to Los Angeles in 2028. Yeah, oh, yeah. They, are, they have to award them really far out so that the financial and the Olympic villages can be constructed and everything can be put in place. It's, it's not something that you can do in a two-year period. When I was in the Secret Service, we, uh, in 1984, during the campaign, uh, got 39 years ago, do you believe that? But when... Um, uh, I still got my, my, my approval from the Secret Service to cover that campaign. Well, I, I got we, my badge. We went out there and I was with... Uh, <laughs> I was with that um, political powerhouse, Walter Mondale, who uh, didn't carry but one state. But we did go to uh, the Olympics, and and actually I was out there. Uh, we we would work three weeks on and three weeks off with the, with the candidate. But then they sent mm-hmm. us back out there just because I think Ronald Reagan went when, uh, for something. or I, I don't know. We had to – I don't remember now, but we had to secure, secure something um, – and that was the only Olympics I made, so that was, uh, I think that, I think the Coliseum, was it not built for the Olympics in like 1928 or 32 or something like that? I used to know all it that was, stuff. That was the reason it was built, Yeah, I don't remember what the year, but it was, it was way before I was even thought about. <laughs> yeah. Well, I barely remember <laughs> it. But anyway, uh, all right, I've got another question for you here. You were mentioning about, m- mentioning qualifying. I'm looking at my TV uh listings that I usually do in the last segment of the show, and I don't see cup qualifying on here anywhere, and I've looked at it about three times. Have they already qualified, or is it just not on my... Yeah, they qualified yesterday after Xfinity qualified. Okay, well, 
Tell us about that. I have no idea who even won the poll. Chase Briscoe won the poll, and Eric Amarola's on the outside front row beside him. Oh, okay. Uh, and Stuart Haas puts so a Stuart Haas front row, and Stuart Haas actually got all four of its cars in the um, the top ten. And if you will give me a minute, I will actually pull the starting lineup up. My dear, my you can have all the time you want. <laughs> As I said, we're kind of... Uh, we're kind of light with our content here. In fact, I'm, while you're doing that, I'm going to pull up. You were talking about you were riding during the, during the race last night. I have the point standings here, and it is tightened up considerably, Ronnie. I send it to you, right? Yeah. Um, our point standings, anyway, uh, after Watkins Glen. Deb has 42 points. Ronnie's got 41, hot on her heels. Uh, I've got 32. Lanny's got 31. So we're sort of in groups there, and Greg's got 10. So uh, that was uh, – Because in Greg's defense, he has missed a lot of Saturdays, so he hasn't had a pick. Yeah, he's gotten a medical waiver. Yeah. Medical waiver. Yeah, well, he called me this morning to say he couldn't make it, and he told me to pick one for him. So uh, why don't we go ahead and make our picks, especially since uh, I I don't know the starting lineup other than what you just told me. But – I'm going to let Greg go first, and I'm going to pick one for Greg, and I'm going to pick Harvick. But I think he's going to win one of these days. Deb, you want to go next? I'm going to take Bubba Wallace. Interesting pick, and he does run good down there, right? I'm going to stick with the horse that's gotten me here so far, Truex. Okay, and I am going to go. Uh, God, I really should take Chase, but I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm going to go with Suarez. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of, uh, of Chase, what's the talk around the, the garage about his odds on making the chase through winning today? Well, it was rather interesting in that last week at Watkins Glen when Jeff Gordon came in for the, the post-race interviews after William Byron won, and he said that, you know, they have come to the realization at Hendrick Motorsports that they're not going to have all four cars in the the uh, playoffs this year, but they hope to get one of them in via the, a victory here at Daytona this weekend, and they um, know that, you know, either one can do it. So it'll be interesting to see if they can pull that off and which one it would be. Well, um... So, it's, you know, there was a lot of questions yesterday in the media availabilities where if you are leading and, you know, which teammate do you help? And, And the interesting thing is Denny Hamlin already came out and said that if it came down and Bubba Wallace and Ty Gibbs were running side by side going to the start, to the checkered flag, he's going to push Bubba Wallace, not Ty Gibbs, which I thought was quite interesting and was really created a lot of questions yesterday with Denny. But Denny didn't back down. He said that, you know, that was what he planned on doing. Well, not a lot of drivers would be that up front. No, no, but, you know, the situation still is Denny doesn't have his contract completed yet with JGR and I think maybe what we're seeing there is a hold up like 
Kyle Bush had last year with um, his truck situation team. You know, one thing that held him up in solidifying his contract for this year was he wanted to make sure there was uh, his truck team was included, and that was was what caused it to to hold up the way it did. He because he said that you know if he had just been him involved in the contract situation then he wouldn't have been in a, it wouldn't have taken that long. It would have been signed long before that. And so instead, though, he wanted to make sure that the truck team was taken care of as well. And as a result, it took longer for the the, the contracts to be done and work it out with Chevrolet to to take the the truck team, his truck team, into the Chevrolet fold as well. And, you know, I think you saw an example this past week of possibly that happening with GMS Racing announcing that it was shutting down its truck operation. And the situation there is, you know, Legacy Motor Club announced that it was going to move to Toyota next year several weeks ago. And as a result, the GMS Racing truck teams or Chevrolet teams. So, you know, it's a situation where I think they probably got left out in the cold because Toyota didn't want to know the truck operation. Mm. And as a result, GMS is shutting down its truck team because its cup operation is going to Toyota next year. Wow. It's pretty interesting the way that works. The, uh, um, uh, with Richard Petty, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. You said, and I, I gather that he is just not in, involved involved with it anymore, if at all. And I just... Uh, the, yeah, Jimmy Johnson, that came out when we were here at Daytona in um, February for Speed Week. And that is that um, Jimmy Johnson bought out Richard Petty. That's where he got his ownership. And they had a big uh, shakeup in management there. this week, didn't they? Announced the big checkup. They did. They they did. They uh, I believe Bill Scott was announced as now a chief operating officer over there, and uh, the person who's been Jimmy's PR person ever since his last few years at Hendrick, and actually went with him to IndyCar, has now been promoted to the vice president of communications at Legacy Motor Club. So I know last week at Watkins Glen there was a new person that had gone around and left his business card at all of our workstations, and he is handling the, the PR for a lot of the Legacy Motor Club right now. But, you know, Denny Hamlin has made no bones about it as well, that that's the reason his situation has not been finalized. Is You know, he's got to make sure his team that he's part owner of is in the same manufacturer of the driver that he's he's driving for right now. Twenty three eleven has a deal with JGR for some for some things, uh, much like Front Row Motorsports did. And um, you know, it's a situation where he can't have his team that he's a part co-owner of driving one for one manufacturer or running one manufacturer, and then. 
he's competing against them for another manufacturer. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing that that's holding up his situation. And um, I thought it was interesting. He said he hoped to have, he thought he would have the manufacturer situation for 2311 racing finalized within a week. And, of course, we were all hoping he would have it done by playoff media day on Thursday. But it sounds like we're going to find out more when we get to Darlington. And Eric Amarola's situation, he still had no comment yesterday. He said, you know, nothing's been finalized there. So once the Denny Hamlin falls in place and once the Eric Amarola falls in place, then it'll be interesting to see what goes from there. And you've also got the charter situation. See, the charter situation is supposed to run out at the end of 2024 when the TV contract runs out. And the drivers are lobbying NASCAR for the charter situation to continue for infinity. Yeah, I thought um, it would. No. Um, And if you don't meet certain competition standards, NASCAR can take your charter from you. And if you've got to enter all the races and you've got to meet a certain level of competition in order to even be able to hold on to that charter. So uh, Brad Keselowski said that, you know, right now there's no charters to be had, but he said that he said that he thought the charter for the number 22, well, the value on it's probably between 30 and 40 million dollars. I know they're they're just about like uh, they are comparable to a. A baseball, I mean, not as much uh, money involved, but, you know, it's just, it, I remember when they first started this, they weren't, compared to now, all that expensive, but good grief, I mean, it's like a, buying a baseball team or something. It's unbelievable how how, uh, how well, valuable uh, those things are. Well, it's like Hamlin and Keselowski said, it's simply the law of supply and demand. You know, if there was more uh, supply than there was a demand, then the price would go down. Yeah. And depending on which charter you buy, which I thought was interesting, is it depends on the team. For instance, Brad Keselowski put the charter value for the 22 team at a much higher monetary value than for another team that doesn't have the performance level there, which I thought was quite interesting. So, um, But, yeah, everybody's just kind of on hold to see how the TV, new TV contract goes, how the new percentages break out, because the teams are wanting a larger percentage than what they now get, and um, also the continuation of the charters and how NASCAR is going to work that. So I think everybody's kind of in a holding pattern until a lot of these situations get settled. I know it's not a, a, a apples-to-apples comparison, but it's, it's sort of like the all the... Moving around with the 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 college affiliations with with the the conferences and it's just you know it seems like a lot of a lot of sports are in flux right now and a lot of it has to do with uh, television with uh, television rights. That's right. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Lanny took uh, Larson and I texted it to you, Deb, and uh, you got okay, an extra got seven it. minutes today, so uh, that was good. You helped us. You helped us out a lot as a. Uh, as I uh, got a little 
content problem again here today since there wasn't that much action last week. But we're going to let you go so well, I can get the break. Go ahead, one more one more thing. Well, I was going to say, let me tell you who the top ten qualifiers are for tonight. Uh, that'll, that'll be great. It's uh, Chase Briscoe, one. Eric Amarola, two, as I mentioned earlier. Three is Harrison Burton. Wow. Four is Bubba Wallace. Five is Ty Gibbs. Six is Riley Herbst. Seven is Kyle Larson. Eight is Ryan Blaney. Nine is Ryan Priest. And ten is Kevin Harvick. Whose car is Riley Herbst driving? He's driving the 36. The Ford. Is that Front Row Motorsports? Mm, it could be. Let me see. And they're like 34 and 38. I, I, I don't know who 36 is. That's I love it. I like having a different guy on a new team, but I don't know who that is. Yeah, Todd Gilliland's in 38, so it could be the other front row motorsports yeah. car. Well, good. Uh, good I don't for know. Him. I just have the starting lineup here, and it is a Ford. Okay. But, um, yeah, it was definitely a Ford qualifying day yesterday, and Kurt Busch has a press conference at 315 today. And um, we're pretty sure that he will announce his retirement. That's what everybody is anticipating. Yeah. And he had planned on retiring at the end of this season anyway. Yeah. Uh, before he, even before he got hurt, that was his plan. Well, so, I, I'd um, like to. I, we'll I, see how it all goes. Yeah, I wish he'd make one more, one more start and bow out like that. But uh, you got to do what you well, got to do. He Maybe can he's not, if he's not. Right. If, if he with you know he. You know, he's hoping that maybe he can, I know he said several months ago that he had hoped he could come back and maybe drive some late model races. But, you know, if he just doesn't even feel like he can drive a late model race, there's absolutely no way he can drive a cup car. Yeah, you got to be healthy enough. That was what I was going to say. And number 36 is a front row car. Okay. My, okay. I, my researcher has looked that up. Well, Deb, that's, that's great. Good. you got an extra 10 minutes, and uh appreciate it. You uh, stay safe down there. Uh, we love you, and we will talk to you next week from Darlington. Sounds good. It's always a pleasure. Everybody have a good week. Okay, you too, Deb. Thank you. Okay. And uh, mm-hmm. who is she, Ronnie? She's the smartest woman I know. Well, we got behind there, but it's okay. It's okay. That's all right. We're going to take a break and come back and do a few results and talk to Carrie Tharp after the top of the hour. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. doesn't have the bass like my old car did. You need to take it to Elite Audio. They can add bass to a factory system. Seriously? Yeah, while you're there, let them add a remote start so the car is warm when you and Titus get in in the morning. I also saw they can add LED headlights, which you should look at, Clary, because you can't see anything. Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Check out all they can do at EliteAudioOnline.com plus their Facebook page. Apparently you can't hear either. What? Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one... It feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call local State Farm agent Cliff Bear at 597-1200. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSPG Spartanburg. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored, 
Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community, where they work and live, clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Finding something delicious to match my mood can be a challenge, but McDonald's kills it every single time. Like when I need something with a little oomph, that's when I reach for a classic and melty McDouble. When I want something with a little mmm, that's when I go for a crispy and juicy McChicken. And with Mix and Match, I can get two faves for just $3.49, like a McDouble with a McChicken or small fries. And now, my mood calls for a little oomph and mmm. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. So let's uh, let's look a little bit a little bit into uh, Xfinity since they ran a race last night, but they also ran one last week, which, uh, as far as we here in Spartanburg and Jeremy Clements is concerned, is probably the most forgettable race of the year. It was won by Sam Mayer over Sheldon Creed and Parker Klingerman, who were doing a lot of hanging out at the front of these races as they did last night, but. Um, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy had a terrible race. He only made 21 laps, and uh, that was quite a few short of what he needed to do. Uh, it's not funny, but he uh, he started 16th, which was fine, but he finished 37th, which was next to last, and it was uh, by far his worst finish of the year. He didn't hit anything. They had a uh, um, it was just real, real forgettable. It says here that he had a suspension problem. I thought it was something else, but it doesn't really matter. It was, uh, I tell you, it was uh, just a, a terrible weekend for him. So uh, he didn't uh, he didn't cash in on being on a road course, and he didn't even last that long. So last night we were hoping for better things, and Justin Algeyer was the winner after a uh, the usual big one, which happened. Uh, See what lap that happened, though, and they had the big one. And Jeremy, as I mentioned earlier, um, he started 32nd. And I was looking, of course, to see when he was moving up so fast. I know with 20 laps into the race, into the, into stage one, he was in eighth place. So he just rocketed up through there. 
if you figure that out, I mean, he literally had to be passing two or three cars a lap. So, uh, Jeremy, uh, at the end of stage one, was in eighth place, which was really, really good. And I, I was thinking he was playing it just like uh, sort of he did last year and stay out of trouble and uh, be around at the end. On lap um, 43, they had a the, the big one, the first big one. They ended up having three. But it took out, uh, I don't know, 11 or 12 cars here. And it started right beside Jeremy. And he, uh, of course, he missed it. Took out a lot of cars, damaged some that kept going. And he, he fell back and was able to uh, just stay out of the way there. And I, I, that's exactly what I thought he was doing was uh, just biding his time at the back like he did last year and let, let everybody take each other out. So at the end of stage two, I think he was running like maybe uh, – he was in the top 15 or top 20 somewhere. Uh, then in the last stage, they had a big crash on the front stretch that he avoided. They had another one, uh, and that was on lap 93. This was a 100-lap race. They had another one on the, um, on the front stretch on the last lap or the next to last lap, which took out a bunch of cars. And at that point, I thought Jeremy was really going to have a good chance to uh, – to survive just like he did last year when he won. And then on the 105th lap of the race, um, he couldn't avoid the last one. And it was on the back stretch going into turn three. He didn't start it. It was several cars ahead of him. And uh, I guess this is one time he should have he should have been running closer to the front because it was, it was unavoidable. He had a completely blocked track, and it took him out. Uh, the damage was obviously heavy enough to... Knock him out of the race. I thought maybe he could continue and limp around because it just had to do a green-white checker, but that wasn't the case. And uh, he ended up finishing 26th. Of course, uh, points don't matter because he's so far back. He did get some stage points, though. The race was won by Justin Allgaier, as I said. Sheldon Creed was second. Daniel Hemrick third. Parker Klingerman fourth. Cole Custer fifth. Ryan Seed sixth. Parker Retzlaff seventh. Anthony Alfredo, 8th, Gray Galding, ninth, and Justin Haley, 10th. The points for Xfinity with uh, they've got two races to go. Jeremy can still win Darlington or Kansas. He'll be in there. But the points um, after uh, after last night, John Henry Nemechek with five wins is first. Austin Hill with four wins is second. Cole Custer is third with two wins, as is Justin Allgaier, fourth, and Sam Mayer, fifth. One win each for 6th place Chandler Smith, 7th place Sammy Smith, 8th place Jeb Burton, and the rest of these guys don't have a win. Josh Berry, ninth, Sheldon Creed, 10th, Daniel Hemrick, 11th, and Parker Klingerman, 12th, is on the bubble. He replaced Riley Herbst, who is now on the outside looking in with Brandon Jones and Brett Moffitt, but those two are getting a lot of, uh, a lot of attention and airtime because that is the, the hot battle for the playoffs. It looks like Daniel Hemrick in 11th probably is safe but there's two races to go and a lot of chances to have a bad luck jeremy is 254 points out which he's mathematically eliminated he's in 19th place and uh just not a good year but (laughs) it could all turn around with one good finish let's take a break come back and talk to carrie tharp president of darlington raceway you're listening to start your engines on fox sports spartanburg Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. 
Today, FIFA, soccer's governing body, provisionally suspended Spain Football Federation President Luis Rubiales for 90 days after he non-consensually kissed Spain player Jenny Hermoso on the mouth moments after Spain's victory in the recent World Cup final. In Team USA's opening game of the FIBA World Cup of Basketball today, Team USA fell behind New Zealand early 14-4 but recovered for a 99-72 victory. In Major League Baseball, two fans were wounded by gunfire at Guaranteed Rate Field, the home of the Chicago White Sox, during their game Friday night against Oakland. One fan was wounded in the leg and is in fair condition. The other sustained a graze wound in the abdomen and declined medical treatment. White Sox said it's unclear whether the shots were fired from inside or outside the ballpark. I'm Isaac Lohenkron. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipe burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Providing for and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you're not there to do so. Many people are under the impression that establishing a will is the first and last step to estate planning. That's why developing a formal estate plan can be one of the most important things you'll ever do for them. A comprehensive estate plan can help you preserve and protect your wealth, control who receives your assets, and ensure that your wishes are carried out. Working with our estate planning experts, financial advisor Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Jannie Montgomery Scott can help you prepare an estate plan. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who was recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit thecarolinalawgroup.com. Weekdays at 3 p.m. It's Spartanburg County's longest-running radio show. The sports voice across the region for nearly 20 years. There is no substitute for decades of experience. Talking everything local, from high school football and basketball to Carolina and Clemson. It's open mic. And we have the studs. With Ryan Clary, Alex Smith, and Anthony Greer. Don't miss a moment beginning weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3. from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. 
Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore, and here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines. And it gives me a great pleasure to welcome Carrie Tharp, president of the Darlington Raceway. Good morning, Carrie. Good morning. How's it up there in Spartanburg today? Well, it's hotter than heck. Like I hope it will be for next week because the Southern 500, as far as I'm concerned, it goes hand-in-hand with hot. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, Labor Day here at Darlington, uh, it's it's going to be hot. Uh, the fans are going to have big time, though. We're expecting a good crowd. Uh, I'm with some of our guys right now. we got some of the best maintenance guys in the United States, and I'm with three of them right now, uh, Jake Evans, Blake Collins, and Michael Kohler. And these guys do outstanding work. Uh, there's a few other guys that are with them. But they're, they're out here busting their tails. Uh, seven days a week here the last few weeks, and the place looks fantastic. Let me tell you, it looks it looks really good. We're having a track lapse for charity today, and so fans can come out and uh, pay some money, take some laps, and then they get a ticket to the Xfinity race, and then the proceeds go to the VFW because they're partnered up with Sport Clips. So we got we got activity already out here today. That sounds great, Carrie, and I, I you know it's. Uh... Um, I know it is neat as a pen because uh, you uh, you keep it that way, and the um, the crew you have out there does an outstanding job, and you do an outstanding job, and I I might as well get it out of the way. This is uh, your last Southern 500, and I I hate it. I know you're happy about it, but <laughs> but uh, it's well, been a great association. You've been so nice to yeah, us. It is uh, it is something that uh, you know I've been thinking about here recently. But I tell you, my, my focus really right now is just on on this race and, and making sure that we get this race uh, uh, in and our fans have a great time. And uh, you know, we, we we pack the stands the best we can. Uh, you know, a week from the day, this this track's going to look totally different than it looks like right now. I mean. You know, we're going to have campers all over the place. We're going to have fans. We're going to have activity. You know, we'll have cars on the racetrack this time next week. And so it, 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 it's kind of cool to see the place, the, uh, you know, the week before. Uh, but it, it, it takes a lot of, of hard work and preparation uh, to get this facility ready. And, uh, but we'll, 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 be, uh, we'll be ready to roll uh, next week. Well, I really hope your separation package also includes a clause that lets you come back and run laps. <laughs> I hope they'll let me come back and do that. I tell you, there's many, many days that I've come out here just by myself in my in my truck and and and, and run laps on this track because it's really, really cool and and it just kind of clears your head. And but yet, it's just an awesome way to to uh, uh, just experience. You know. Uh, this racetrack i mean it's a track too tough to tame and when you're out here and you're doing laps by yourself uh it's hard to imagine what it's like during a race you know there'll be 36 37 other uh guys out here racing uh with you and and you know this track's not very wide it's a fairly pretty narrow track yeah 
and the banking is all different, and uh, it's a it's one heck of a challenge for for uh, the, the 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 teams and the race car drivers, and it's just a really really a special club. So well, I, 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 go ahead, Ron. Say, my burning question is: Do you have a Darlington stripe on your truck? <laughs> No, I don't. Uh, not yet. Uh, well, you're not I a driver till you get. The, you got to get that, or they, they, you're not. Yeah, you're not that's pushing. true. But it, yeah, it's a company. It's a company truck. Oh, okay, that's, that's even better. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe that'll be my parting gift when I turn my vehicle in in December. Maybe I'll come out here one day and just, you know, tear off the right side or something. But uh, you know, there's still plenty of plenty of strike. It's interesting once the race is completed. Uh, we don't paint the walls in between the races up until like you know a month or so before the race. So uh, we, our guys started painting the walls about a month ago. But up until then, you still had the stripes and and all the wear and tear on the walls that you saw from last May's event. And then you know it gets painted up and looks all nice and pretty for the fans and for TV and photography and all that. So. It's uh, it's kind of interesting to see how it transforms over a period of few months. Yeah, it won't stay it won't stay nice and clean long. Uh, no, Carrie, uh, you've been there what nineteen or twenty years, something like that. Well, I've been at Darlington almost eight. I've been in NASCAR That's, nineteen years. Yeah, NASCAR. Uh, I worked eleven years uh, as the director of uh, communications for competition, and uh, and then I came to Darlington almost eight years ago, and. Uh, yeah, so I've been I've been 19 years in uh, in NASCAR, and then you know prior to that I was in college athletics. I think you know I was uh, 25 years in college sports, uh, and 20 of those was at the University of South Carolina, and that's what brought me to South Carolina was working in Columbia, working for the Gamecocks, and uh, I did that for uh, for 20 years. Believe me, I know it. Uh, that's uh, that's something I can't forget being a being from there myself, I'm kind of I'm kind of looking forward to a lot going on next week. Uh, I know oh, yeah. that, you, you you live in Charlotte, right? No, no, no. I live in Darlington. Oh, I, well, the 704 area code threw me. Then I thought maybe yeah, you were... yeah. I kept I kept my same cell phone for when I was at uh, working for NASCAR. Yeah, but I I have that I have that same uh, uh, cell phone. But that's why that's a 704 area code. Well, that's what I my point was going to be that uh. Um, Carolina playing South Carolina playing North Carolina next weekend in yeah. Charlotte. So that's uh boy next weekend's just gonna that's a that's a great weekend. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot going on. It really on. is. I mean, you know, I know a lot of people that are going up to the ball game, and uh, I uh, uh, you know Saturday night I think they got game day there. Yep. And uh, I'm hearing they're gonna have a real big crowd up there. I I'm sure they will. Be Fifty-five, sixty thousand or something up there. So. Uh, and I think a lot of them will be Gamecock fans. So, uh, but you know, hey, opening up up in Charlotte, I think it's pretty cool for our for our program. We got so many Gamecock alums up in that area, the Charlotte or York County in South Carolina, a lot of Gamecocks, and so I think uh, I think that's pretty cool that they get to open up there at the Bank of America Stadium. Well, I hope we can do as well as we did last time when they dumped all that <laughs> mayonnaise on uh, Shane Beamer, oh, Coach Beamer, yeah. The Duke Mayo Bow, yeah, I was yeah. there for that one. We laid it on North Carolina pretty good that day. Yeah. Well, Carrie, can we possibly break some news here today? Have they named your replacement yet? Uh, I haven't named the, the, the person yet. I think that's going to be close uh, on uh, on when that announcement comes out. But 
uh, hasn't hasn't happened yet, but uh, I can assure you that the the uh, the, the track's going to be in good hands uh, moving forward. You know, I'll be here I'll be here through December, and uh, and then the new person will officially take over January one. Well, tell him about the boys at, at start your engines up in Spartanburg. That we uh, we're still going to need a phone call, and I uh, hope uh, hope Absolutely. somebody hope it's somebody we can uh, will be uh, half can, as generous no, no. as you've been. Well, I tell you, yeah, you guys have been great to us, great to Darlington. Uh, there's so much uh, history uh, up in that part of the state with y'all's family, with Greg's family. Greg couldn't be with us today. Oh, okay. Well, he, tell him, give him my regards. Uh, well, he, I'm uh, sure he's listening. Yeah, and then also, obviously, with Pearson, David Pearson, all the Pearson boys, uh, good friends of mine. Uh, yep. They were some. They were all here, I think, for the uh, May race, uh, for the throwback, and that was pretty cool. And uh, uh, just you know, I love that area of the of the state up in that area. And, and uh, you guys have been very supportive, obviously, of Jeremy Clements. Yep. And uh, you know, he's he's a he's a heck of a uh, uh, representative of NASCAR. He's a good friend of mine, and uh, boy, I would love to be able to give him a trophy next Saturday. Well, he's going to uh, need it. I think that's about the only way he's going to get in. Uh, yeah, I think uh, so. Now he could he could win tonight. No, at, at, at Daytona. No, the, know, so. they ran last night and he crashed. Oh, that's right, they ran last night. I'm sorry, I, I, I got messed it up. Yeah, Justin Algar won. That was a real close finish, I think. So. Yeah, uh, Jeremy but, got. Uh, yeah, Jeremy. Jeremy missed. I, I'd love to. <laughs> no, I was just going to say Jeremy missed the first. The first two big ones, but the last one got him in actually a, a green white checker. Mm. I, uh, I, I, I'm always pulling for him, and I hope he can. I hope he can pull one out next week here at Darlington before they start the playoffs. That'd be cool. Yeah, um, you know, you've been there. Okay, you've been there for eight years or nine years, what, whatever you said, and uh, I, I know you've got a lot of, a lot of memories and a lot of accomplishments. But I just can't. I don't know how. How you could put one above uh, the way you handled COVID and Darlington handled COVID and sort of yeah. sort of brought the whole sports world back uh, back back to life when uh, when you ran uh, now my memory you know not as good as it used to be but it seems like it was during the week it wasn't a weekend race and y'all might have yeah. even had a couple of races but I know when we tried to get you for the show you were out you couldn't hear the phone ring that day because you you were using a weed eater or something yeah i do remember that i was using a weed eater to get ready for the for the folks to come in uh yeah that was in may of 2020 uh we did have three races uh actually the first one i think was on a sunday afternoon uh right. that was the cup race and kevin harvick won that one in front and of i'll never forget that it was uh it was pretty surreal you know uh he 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 takes the checkered flag and then he uh, uh, gets out, does his burnout, and gets out of his car. And there's no cheers, no sounds, nothing, yep. you know. And so that was, to me, just really, really obviously strange and unusual and something that, uh, that I'll never forget. And then we had two more races during the week. We got rain one day. We had to postpone a race, but we had a... We had two more races that week, uh, and uh, I think we had three races in four or five days, something like that. Yeah, and it wasn't just racing, though. I mean, 
the, the entire sports world came back to life at Darlington. There, there's no doubt about it. I mean, we, there, you know, when COVID came in, not only did it shut down, you know, what was going on in our country, and that included live sports. Yeah. And, you know, there wasn't any live sports for about eight or nine weeks. And, you know, I mean, uh, I do know, I believe they did have some cornhole tournaments or something <laughs> that, that they had. A lot of Japanese baseball. Yeah. As far as live sports, this was really the first big one to come back. It and was. I know that the uh, our viewership for that race was, was really high. I talked, got texts from a lot of people that had never even watched a NASCAR race, and uh, they watched it because there was really nothing else on it. They were uh, they were impressed of, about how it all went and everything. But I'll never forget that being able to have that opportunity to bring live live sports back was uh, was mem- uh, quite a memory. I, I guess another huge accomplishment would be, uh, and I, I hope I've got the timing on this right, but you would have been down there in, in your position when uh, when y'all started the throwback weekend, uh, weren't you? Well, actually, actually, I got here in year two of that. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I didn't miss throwback, it. Yeah, the throwback started in 215. I got here in the spring of 216. And so, but this will be, uh, uh, I think I counted it up the other day. This will be, I think, my 12th. NASCAR weekend at Darlington because of the extra ones we had. Uh, and then we brought back, uh, you know, we brought back our second race date about three years ago. And I think a, re- a big reason for that was being able to bring live sports back, uh, I think, uh, you know, was a, was a great statement for us to be able to get our second race date back and, you know, being able to race now in May and keep our Labor Day date in September is uh, real important for us. I think last year, wasn't it last year, you had Don Staley driving the pace car? Yes, we did. Last year for the Cookout Southern 500, Coach Staley was here. She was fresh off of the uh, uh, a gold medal Olympics. Uh, she was fresh off of the uh, uh, national championship uh, victory. And so, yeah, we, we had her here and you know, we also recognized her in 2017 after she won the, the championship that year. But uh, having her here last year driving the pace car, that, that was pretty cool. I think she enjoyed that. Anybody driving it this year that is of note? Uh, we haven't announced that yet. So we're, we're, we're still working on that. And uh, we did announce that Donnie Allison, who's uh, one of the newest members of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, he's going to be the uh, – He's going to be the Grand Marshal for the Hauler uh, uh, Parade uh, next Friday. Huh. And, uh, you know, Donnie's obviously uh, been involved in the sport for well over 50 years. You know, won a bunch of races and, and uh, been a great ambassador for the sport. So, you know, being able to have him included <clears throat> with our weekend is, is going to be pretty cool. You know, we have a regular... Uh... On our show each week at 1020, we have Deb Williams. Um, the oh, tri- yeah. She's yeah. a member of our show every week. In fact, she was just on, a, you know, we gave her an extra 10 minutes this, this week because she's yeah. down in Daytona. But uh, she's going to be inducted into the National Motorsports Hall of Fame, which is housed there at Darlington. Yeah, that, that's, that's special. And I, and I had heard that. And, uh, you know, Deb's been a, she's been a great, uh, uh, a, a great, uh, journalist in the sport a great ambassador in the sport uh, she's a good friend of mine and uh, i'm very very happy that this is going to happen well i just got a text and uh 
Uh, Ryan Delaney says uh, he'll he'll dr- he'll drive the pace car if you want him to. <laughs> okay, I, we've got a list going right now. So we'll add his name to the list. Well, you can okay. you can announce it on our show. Nobody's listening. Oh, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, evidently a lot of people are listening. No, but uh, I know. Uh, we're going to miss you. I tell you, you oh, you. Uh, when I first suggested that maybe we could do the show down there, I was way off base oh, yeah. on how we could do it. I had us sitting in the garage area and everything, and I said, yeah. no, no. Yeah. You said, it's not going to work that way, but you can come down and do it. And you hooked us up, sure. and uh, we've done it two years in a row. Only this year, I don't know, I guess we got our wires crossed. I, somebody okay. poked their head in the door and said uh, uh, that you were out in the media center, and we are in that little closet back there doing the show. But yeah. The first yeah. year you walked in, and this year we didn't see you, so I, we didn't get to have you on the show in the spring. But uh, uh, well, you've been. I a, I'm sorry, I missed you on that. Well, I know. Uh, I, my point is, you've been such a great, kind of busy on the weekend. <laughs> you, you've been <laughs> such a, a a great friend of this show and to all of us, and of course through Greg. And I would have never met uh-huh. you at all if not for this show and and through Greg. So uh, we just sure. appreciate everything you've done for us, and we. We're going to miss you, and you, you tell that new guy that he's got to take care of us, too. He, he most definitely will. And, or she. Uh, you guys have been, yeah, you guys have been uh, fantastic. Uh, I've, I've loved working with you and being on the program. And, and uh, you know, I, it's just almost like we're just kind of, almost like we're kind of just like family, you know. And uh, that, that, to me, is very, very special uh, for us to be able to do something like that carry on this relationship and I, I want you to know how much I, I've appreciated it and it's meant a lot to me too well Carrie I hate to let you go but uh I, you know you've meant a lot to us as I just said and you just take care of yourself and uh and I always remember uh Spartanburg and and all the, the history we've got up here too and uh maybe we'll uh <laughs> maybe we'll cross paths then you know somewhere along the line I hopefully if we do the show again next year we'll We'll be back at Darlington. I hope so, too. And you guys got my number. Feel free to reach out at any time. Uh, all the best to y'all, y'all and your families. Please give my best to Greg. And uh, hopefully we can talk again soon. Okay. Carrie, it's been great. And, and thank you so much. And get, get out there and get back on that tractor or whatever you're doing. <laughs> I'll do it. Listen. Tell your fans out there, there's still some tickets out there. They're, they're going. They're going pretty quick. Get on the website, darlingtonraceway.com, or call 866-459-7223 and uh, get the tickets. We won't try to sell out Sunday's race, and, and we need we need the help from people up in the upstate. So please pass the word along if you would. I will, and before I got all nostalgic there and, and trying to figure out how I was going to say bye to you, that was on my list of things to do was to let you tell us how we can get how you can get a ticket. So uh, I got ahead of myself there with my sentimentality. That's, okay. That's all right. I, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you get by on that one. Well, you uh, you picked up the slack for me and did my job. So thank you, Carrie. Take care of yourself, thank and you guys. Uh, we'll talk to you down the road. Okay, appreciate it. Y'all have a great day. All right, you too. Oh boy, we're gonna miss him. Yeah, we are gonna miss him. He was a, he was a, he is a great guy. And was yeah. a, um, something we did not ask him because I'm not sure who really want to talk about. Well, it. he said, "Call him any time." What do you want to know? <laughs> What's next for him? Uh, I can answer that. Okay, grandchildren. Okay, playing with the grandkids. I got it right here. He's gonna. Uh, 
just kick back and not do anything after, uh, you know, all he's been. Well, good for him. You, know, you couldn't have his job if you weren't extremely personable and outgoing and uh, from uh, the mm-hmm. positions he had at South Carolina and then with NASCAR uh, for 11 years before I mean, director of communications. I guess you got to communicate a little bit. And then go you to, would think. Then you go to Darlington. So, um, all right, let's take a break, and we will come back and uh, do we'll some do more results and things. Yeah, we, we'll uh, talk slow and try to drag it out for an hour. You're listening, I mean, for uh, 20 minutes. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Spring is here, and so are the savings at Greer Nissan. Deals are in full bloom this month on all your favorite Nissan models, like a new 2023 Sentra or Frontier. Your choice, lease for only $1.99 a month, or hit the road in a new Nissan Rogue. Lease for only $2.99 a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard, or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time, every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community, where they work and live, clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Law and Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Law and Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. The Atlanta Braves are back, and this 2023 team is ready for another epic season. One one hits. Here's a deep drive to left center field. This thing is clear for takeoff. Back-to-back home runs, Ozuna and Riley. Listen to Atlanta Braves baseball all season long right here on Fox Sports Farnberg, 98.3 FM. The Braves are looking for their sixth consecutive NL Eastern Division ground, and you can hear that chase right here on your home for the Atlanta Braves. Fox Sports Farnberg, 98.3 FM. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right, Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. 
And welcome back to Start Your Engines. Let's do some results. Uh, we did the Xfinity already, and Deb told us a little bit there about uh, the qualifying at Daytona, which was yesterday, for the uh, race tonight. And Chase Briscoe is on the pole. As she said, it was a good day for Ford. And uh, Eric Almirola qualified second, who uh, both of those cars are Stuart Haas cars. Stuart Haas Fords, number 14 and number 10. And surprisingly, the third qualifier was Harrison Burton with the Wood Brothers. So, uh, you know, we've been belly aching now ever since he got that ride. Did he, you know, how did he get it to begin with? He doesn't really do anything with it. But uh, got a good chance tonight, starting third. Fourth is Bubba Wallace, who runs excellently at Daytona. Almost won the 500 a couple of years ago till. uh, Austin Dillon took him out and, and won the race. Fifth qualifier was Ty Gibbs. Sixth, Riley Herbst, as she mentioned, in a, you know, uh, a, a one-off deal. I had no idea he was going to run this race. So uh, that is a front-row motorsports car, number 36, and I don't recall seeing that car on the track all year. Uh, well, I think they've got a part-time deal with, with the 36. Well, you know, he's the one I was talking about earlier that's, fighting like crazy to to make the playoffs in the Xfinity. So uh, he uh, messed up early yesterday, uh, last night, and uh, he's the first man on the bubble, so I guess this could soothe his hurt feelings a little bit if he were to have a good day, a good uh, race at Daytona tonight in the Cup Series. Um, uh, seventh is Kyle Larson. Eighth, Ryan Blaney. Ninth, Ryan Priest, which is the other Stuart Haas car, so they've got Three cars in the top nine. And tenth is Kevin Harvick, who I picked for um, Greg. Looking down the line, well, the next row to sixth row is Chris Boucher and Brad Keselowski, who are teammates. And, uh, of course, both are poised to get in the playoffs. Of course, Chris Boucher's won two races he's in. But Keselowski's in on points as of right now, and I know he'd like to win a race. Ronnie, your man's starting 13th, Truex. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's on the row uh, seven with Logano. Row eight is Christopher Bell and Austin Sendrick. Row nine, Almondinger and Kyle Busch. And the tenth row is Denny Hamlin and Tyler Reddick. Looking on down the line, I pick Suarez, and he's starting 22nd. Chase is starting 23rd, Chase Elliott. So they're both going to have to work their way through the field. And they will because Daytona is one of the tracks like Talladega where it doesn't really matter where you start. In fact, uh, I'm not sure I mentioned it earlier, but Justin Allgaier, who won the race last night, started out the race with a drive-through penalty, him and about five other guys. So uh, he was immediately, you know, a lap behind uh, after uh, they weren't able to catch up and got lapped by the pack. But he came back and won the race. So Daytona, Talladega, you can win from anywhere. And looking on down the line, as I said, I noticed that the uh, William Byron, the point leader, starting 27th. That's a pretty bad spot. And dead last is a, a guy who was red hot a few weeks ago and he won the race on the road course at Indianapolis, and that's Michael McDowell, and he's starting dead last in 39th spot. So that's the lineup for uh, the cup race. But they ran a cup race last week, and we'll talk about that. And they uh, ran at Watkins Glen and the go bowling at the Glen, and that was um, – won by William Byron, so he has got his fifth one of the season and is leading the points, and of course he took over for 
Jeff Gordon, as everybody knows, and he is looking sweet to uh, to maybe get his first championship and bring a title back to Rick Hendrick. Uh, second was Denny Hamlin. Third, Christopher Bell. Fourth, A.J. Allmendinger, who, uh, you know, probably uh, thought he was going to win that race, but, I, you know, they've caught up with the road course guys. Uh, everybody's a good road, road course driver just about anymore. There's I think the day of the road course ringer is over. They're all road course ringers. Uh, fifth was Ty Gibbs. Sixth was Martin Truex. Seventh, um, Chris Boucher, who's still on a fairly hot streak. Eighth was Tyler Reddick. Ninth, Ryan Blaney. And tenth, Joey Logano. Looking down through the rundown, Bubba Wallace was, tw- was 12th, and he had a pretty good race. Mike Rockenfeller driving for the... Um, I guess he wasn't fired, but he was suspended. Uh, Noah Craxon and uh, is uh, the German or Austrian, whatever he is, uh, road racing specialist. Finished 19th, so he didn't do all that great. Uh, Daniel Suarez was running up towards the front and sort of got bumped into the wall, and he finished 22nd. And uh, Michael McDowell, as I said, He's starting last today. Well, he, he must be in a, a pretty cold streak because he finished last last week at Watkins Glen after a win the week before at Indianapolis. So uh, that shows how quickly your fortunes can change. He uh, went from the penthouse to the outhouse, and I hate that trite uh, saying, but I said it anyway. They will run tonight the Coke Zero Sugar 400. And that will be on NBC at 7 o'clock. So uh, we'll want to tune in and um, watch that after uh, maybe watching a little bit of pro football, uh, college football this afternoon with Navy and Notre Dame. So things are really things are really gearing up. And next week it will be wide open with uh, college football and uh, high school football the night before and all the goings on down at Darlington. It's uh, – it's that time of the year, and Ronnie, as I said before, it goes by so fast. It does. Next thing you know, it'll be New Year's, and that's the truth. The trucks have not run in a few weeks, but they will be uh, um, running Sunday, and that is the Clean Harbors 175, which will be held at the Milwaukee Mile. Uh, as I've said before, Milwaukee is um, oldest continuously operated racetrack in the country and it, it did kind of close down for a while there but it's back and it's a it's a great track a very very historic track if i'm not mistaken they ran their first race in about 1903 and so uh, uh it, of course as a lot of tracks back then it was a horse track uh, but it's a mile and it's a very famous mile uh the trucks haven't raced since indianapolis raceway park the little five-eighths mile track on the other side of town from Indianapolis where Ty Majeski won. But um, as I said, they will run 4 p.m. tomorrow on FS1, the uh, Craftsman Truck Series, the point standings, Corey Heim is first. They are in their playoffs, by the way, and after the first race, which was at Indianapolis Raceway Park, Corey Heim is the points leader. Second is Ty Majeski. Third is, wait a minute, let me make sure I got that right. Um, yeah, Ty Majeski is uh, second. Third is Christian Eckes. Fourth, Carson Hosevar. Fifth, Zane Smith. 
Sixth, Grant Enfinger. Seventh, Ben Rhodes. Eighth, Nick Sanchez. Ninth is Matt Crafton. And tenth is Matt D. Benedetto. I believe the bottom three uh, will fall out after the next race after uh, Milwaukee, and I'm not sure where that is, but um, as I said, Sunday they run Milwaukee. They ran uh, last week a very interesting race in ARCA, checking up on them. And, you know, ARCA, I've, I've said for years, it's really uh, they run on road courses. They run on Daytona. They run at Talladega. Well, they also last week ran the one-mile dirt in Springfield, Illinois, which is uh, where I always said when I was lobbying and wishing that someday NASCAR would hold a dirt track race, that's, this is where I wanted it to be. And uh, I did get the dirt track race part right, They run, but they run it at Bristol, which is okay. But uh, I watched this on, uh, on YouTube last night, just the highlights of it, and just to see a stock car running that fast on dirt and sliding through the turns, it was, uh, I tell you what, it's, it's, uh, it's the way racing ought to be. Uh, big old one-mile dirt track in Springfield, Illinois. Well, they ran there last Sunday, and Brent Cruz was the winner, and he drives for uh, Venturini. Venturini is red hot with his cars. Uh, second was Andres Perez de Lara. Third was Jesse Love, who drives for Bill Venturini and has won like eight races so far this year, and I don't know if anybody can possibly catch him for the uh, ARCA championship. Fourth was Kelly Kovsky. Fifth, William Solich. Sixth, our old buddy Ken Schrader. Ken comes out of the hibernation. Well, he races all the time, but not, you know, too much, uh, uh, a lot of local stuff and open wheel stuff and, and late models. But this was uh, this was an Andy Hillenberg Toyota, and he actually got out there and finished sixth. Seventh was uh, Malcolm in the middle, Frankie Muniz. Eighth, Taylor Reimer. Ninth, John Garrett, and tenth was Brayton Laster. And I don't know a lot of those guys. I never heard of them. But anyway, they had a had 18 cars on the dirt at um, Springfield, Illinois, and they've still got one more to go, and that will be at Ducoyan, Illinois, which will be coming up pretty soon. The points in ARCA, Jesse Love is the points leader with uh, – Eight wins and four poles and a pretty big lead in the standings, and I don't think they're going to catch him. Second is Andres Perez de Lara. Third is Frankie Muniz. Fourth, Christian Rose. Fifth, John Garrett. Sixth, A.J. Moyer. Seventh, Brad Smith. Eighth, Tony Brightinger. Bright, yeah, Brightinger. Who, Brightinger. I knew I'd get it right in a minute. The uh, Victoria's Secret model. Ninth is William Saulich, and Jack Wood is 10th, no relation to me. The uh, ARCA cars will run as part of a doubleheader um, tomorrow on the Milwaukee Mile. So they're up there. That race will be the Sprecher 150, and that will be at 1 p.m. tomorrow from the Milwaukee Mile, and it is also on FS1. So you've got a... You've got the trucks at 1 o'clock, I mean the ARCA at 1 o'clock from Milwaukee, and then at 4 o'clock you've got the trucks from Milwaukee, both on FS1, and then we will have another race, the Indy cars, and we're going to talk about them when we come back after our last break. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Spring is here, and so are the savings at Greer Nissan. 
Deals are in full bloom this month on all your favorite Nissan models, like a new 2023 Sentra or Frontier. Your choice, lease for only $1.99 a month, or hit the road in a new Nissan Rogue, lease for only $2.99 a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard, or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Providing for and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you're not there to do so. Many people are under the impression that establishing a will is the first and last step to estate planning. That's why developing a formal estate plan can be one of the most important things you'll ever do for them. A comprehensive estate plan can help you preserve and protect your wealth, control who receives your assets, and ensure that your wishes are carried out. Working with our estate planning experts, financial advisor Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you prepare an estate plan. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The Country Meat Center in Woodruff is well known for our great cuts of beef, pork, and chicken. But we're so much more than just a great butcher shop. We also offer locally grown produce, delicious cakes and pies, a fully stocked deli with boar's head meats and cheeses, seafood brought in fresh from Charleston, as well as a great selection of wild game like bison, ostrich, and kangaroo for the adventurous home chef. We are locally owned and operated and will be happy to fill all your grocery needs. Shop local at the Country Meat Center, located at 10297 Highway 221, open 830 to 7, Monday through Saturday. Find an old 35mm film camera? Are you using one now? Do you want to? Where do you go to get your film developed? Spartan Photo Center, the last full-service camera store in South Carolina. They have all sorts of new and used cameras, digital and film. Remember film? They develop 35mm and 120-size color negative film three times a week. Black and white every couple of weeks. Get your film developed, scanned, printed, or cloud delivered to you by Google Drive or Dropbox. Need film? They've got film. 35mm color and black and white. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, just off North Pine Street, across from the Food Lion. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSBG Spartanburg. No matter what mood I'm in, McDonald's has a deal that's here for it. Like right now, I can mix and match two of my favorites for just $3.49. So if I'm feeling a little extra, I get a McDouble with two tasty beef patties. If I'm feeling nostalgic, oh, I go with a classic like a juicy McChicken. And no matter how I'm feeling, a golden crispy small fries always sounds like a good idea. All this food talk is bringing on a new mood. 
hungry. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or cobble meal. Single item at regular price. Thank you, Mick, and welcome back to the last segment of Start Your Engines for a hot Saturday in August, which uh, Ronnie and I just sitting here talking about what we want to eat, and we've ruled out stew. (laughs) (laughs) It's just too hot for stuff like that. It is. And I'm hungry, but I don't think I want any stew. So, anyway, let's uh, let's do some more results here. Uh, IMSA hasn't run for a, a couple of weeks. They will be next at the road course at Indianapolis, and that's not until Sunday, September the 17th. We'll have Mike Hill on. Uh, hopefully we can get Mike Hill on to talk about that before then and maybe afterwards. Uh, hopefully uh, hopefully they've, uh, they can get back on the winning trail. They had a tough break that last time out when they had the pole position, and uh, Alexander Sims wrecked the car before they had a chance to start the race uh, on race morning. But they... Um, they're in second place. The Acura of Ricky Taylor and Felipe Albuquerque are leading the points, and that's only a 14-point lead over uh, the Wheeling Cadillac of Alexander Sims and Pipo Durrani. Uh, of course, it was announced last week that Jack Aiken is going to take over for Alexander Sims next year, which is uh, probably a good move. I'm sure, sure they think so. I do, too. Third is the BMW of uh, Nick Yololi and Connor Filippi. Fourth is the Penske Porsche of Nick Tandy and Matthew Jaminet. And fifth is the Acura of Tom Blomquist and Colin Brown. Uh, Braun, as I said, they don't run again for about a month, about three, three or four more weeks on September the 17th. So uh, that will be uh, it for IMSA. I usually do Indy before IMSA, but that doesn't really matter. They are um, in action this weekend. The, uh, they haven't run in a couple of weeks since they ran on the uh, – uh, I don't think they ran a race since the road course at Indianapolis, but maybe they have. It doesn't matter uh, because tomorrow they run the Bomarito Automotive Group 500, and I'm sure that's a 500K. That will be on the mile and a quarter in Madison, Illinois, across the river from St. Louis at uh, Gateway. And uh, that track has another name now, and I can't remember what it is, but it's just some advertisement for somebody. So anyway, uh, the point standings for Indy as of right now, Alex Pillow is shooting for his second straight championship. He's leading the points, um, and he's got a 101-point lead over second-place Scott Dixon, third Indianapolis 500-mile race winner Joseph Newgarden, fourth is Scott McLaughlin, Fifth is Patricio Award. Sixth, Marcus Erickson. Seventh, Will Power. Eighth is Christian Lungard. Ninth is Kyle Kirkwood. And tenth is Alexander Rossi. Looking on down the line, uh, Colton Herter is 11th. Roman Groshan, who is dying to win a race, is 12th. Uh, Graham Rahal, who hasn't won in six years and almost won. Yeah, that was the last place they ran. I can't think of where it was, but uh, he almost won it, um, Graham Rahal. Last week, uh, A.J. Foyt's cars are doing terrible with Santino Ferrucci. And uh, 
Benjamin Peterson, uh, and Helio Castroneves. Boy, he was so red hot there a few years ago, uh, a couple of years ago, not that long, is 19th and not really doing much of anything. But Helio's a great driver, and he'll try to get it together. If you uh, want to be bored to death, you can wake up uh, Sunday morning and watch the Formula One race. It might be a good race. Of course, anything is possible. But you've got Max Verstappen, who has won the last eight races in a row. He's won ten altogether. And the other two were won by his teammate, Sergio Perez. So it's just an absolute uh, beatdown with, uh, with Formula One. But they will run tomorrow morning at Zandvoort, Holland, for the Dutch Grand Prix. The point standings in, in a runaway, uh, nobody can possibly catch him. I don't know if he's been mathematically everybody else eliminated yet or not, but that's possible, I guess. I don't know. Max Verstappen is just a runaway winner, though. His teammate is second. Sergio Perez and those are in the Red Bull uh, cars, and they are just uh, head and shoulders above anybody else. And there's some really great manufacturers in Formula One, and they can't do a thing about it. Third is uh, uh, Fernando Alonso. Fourth is Lewis Hamilton. Fifth, Charles Leclerc. Sixth, George Russell. Seventh is Carlos Sainz. Eighth is Lando Norris. Ninth, Lance Stahl. And tenth is Ars. Piatri, uh, the American cars of uh, Haas out of Charlotte. Nico Hulkenberg is 14th in one of them. And Kevin Magnuson in the other one is 18th. The uh, only American driver is 19th in the standings, and that's Logan Sargent. And he drives for Williams out of Boca Raton, Florida. So they will run tomorrow and uh, tomorrow morning. So let's go and do the television. We have, uh, right now, qualifying is going on for Formula One from Zonvoort, and that is on ESPN. Uh, it started at 8.55 this morning and goes till noon, so it's just about over. Um, IndyCar practice started at 11 on Peacock from Madison, Illinois, and it's almost over. It ends at 12. IndyCar qualifying will be from Madison, Illinois on Peacock at 2 o'clock from 2 to 3. And now this is not the WeatherTech uh, uh, hypercars of IMSA, but they are racing at Virginia International Raceway for all the other classes. And it's some pretty interesting racing if you're interested in uh, watching Corvettes and Porsches and Audis and things like that. It's some great racing. I'd actually love to be there. Um but they at 3.40 today on MSA TV, if you can pick that up, will be their qualifying. Uh, at 5 o'clock on Peacock will be the final Indy practice. And then tonight at 7 o'clock on NBC and Peacock will be the NASCAR uh, Cup boys racing at Daytona under the lights. It will be, uh, it'll be exciting. There will be a lot of crashes. And... Uh, it will be uh, on after you've watched Notre Dame, if you if you're so inclined. Yeah, and in honor of the Notre Dame Navy game today that's being played, the I'd let you know that the oldest bar in the world. I'm not sure the pronunciation of the the town. It's in Ireland. A T H O N E. It was like a phone. Uh-huh. 
and it's Sean's Bar, and it's been around since 900 A.D. That's an old bar. That's an old bar. That's older than a new way. <laughs> <laughs> By a touch. By several centuries. That's amazing. It is. is it in a cave? No, it was actually on the side of a river, and a, a, a guy set up a, a ferry there, just a raft that he took back and forth, and he would take people back and forth, and he built a little building there and started a bar. Now, how do you know this? How do I know anything? Uh, Online. Okay. All right. Well. I don't remember much, but I, I do know how to look stuff up. You've never been there? Nope. Uh, you know, Dan Patrick did his show. He may be there now. I don't know. He uh, They did their show there Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, the Dan Patrick show, which we carry on this station from 9 until noon. Mm. And uh, I listen to it every day because I'm sitting there, you know, kicking people out of the bank. And uh, it's uh, it was pretty funny. The first two days, I am not a big Will Ferrell fan, but Will Ferrell, you know, they've been talking about this, and I haven't always listened to to uh, Dan Patrick, but they've been talking about this. They say for ten years, because you know they were they came over from ESPN to to uh, Fox um, or to NBC, I mean, and. Uh, so they they banded this about for a while, and and but I I listen to them almost every day, and they just uh, back in the spring when they saw that Navy was playing Notre Dame, I knew my throat would catch me before it was over. Five minutes to go. I told you, you shouldn't have put that cough drop up. Well, that's over here in the envelope. Uh, but Dan Patrick has been over there with Will Ferrell, and it was pretty funny. Uh, not a big Will Ferrell. Will Farrell fan, as I said, but he did make a movie one time about kids' soccer called Kicking and Screaming. And he talked about that, and he talked about uh, kind of interesting cast. I don't remember any of the females, but his daddy was played by Robert Duvall, and his next door neighbor was Mike Ditka. And it was really, it's a pretty funny movie. It's uh, got some great, some great scenes in it. And uh, pick that one up. I don't know. If, I, I, I can't get through Elf, and I've never watched Talladega Night. I thought Elf was hilarious. Well, I, I, I'll give it a try, but not till I'll Christmas. try at Christmas. Yeah. yeah. And before this whole show gets away from me, uh, let me thank Lanny McKinney for all he does for us. He maintains the Budmore Engineering website, and he does our podcast, which I listen to every week, and it's very, very well done because if I make a mistake, he cuts it out sometimes. And uh, <laughs> and if we miss the beginning or something, he'll put one on there. But uh, there's over 200 shows on there now. You know, we've only missed That's three. Yeah. We missed two this year because of mechanical difficulties. And we missed the, I, I don't know where, I saved it to the Ether World or whatever they call it, the show with Steve Fuller. Yeah. Which, by the way, Greg told me the other day, he's talked to Steve Fuller this, this past week, and he's ready to go again. So we're going to ask him all the questions we asked him last time since we lost the show. Yeah. So uh, anyway, we'll have him on there for you Clemson fans and Chicago Bear fans. And he's a great guy anyway. He is. From Spartanburg. Uh, but thank you, Lanny, uh, for all you do for us. And uh, um, we will uh, have finished up here with the TV. So at 8.55 in the morning, the Formula One race from Zandvoort, Holland, and that is on uh, ESPN. One, I may miss that one. Yeah, well, it's funny watching those guys drive those cars with wooden shoes. <laughs> um, 
The ARCA race is at 1 o'clock from 1 to 3 from the Milwaukee Mile, and that's on FS1. Then it will be followed up an hour later at 4 o'clock by the truck race from Milwaukee on FS1. And uh, But in between, at 3.30, the IndyCar race from Gateway on NBC and Peacock. And uh, that's your television lineup for this week. And we have uh, a little bit of football kicking in. Racing's picking up. Next week will be very busy uh, everywhere. Well, it's hard to believe for me, Perry, that we're already this far into the NASCAR season. Yep. Well, uh, yeah, the playoffs are here. In fact... I think I counted it up last night or last week or sometime, but this is like uh, we're two-thirds of the way through our whole year. Yeah. I mean, we started in February. It's October. I mean, it's August. That's six months, and we end in November, which is three months away. Right. So we're, uh, we're two-thirds of it. Two-thirds of it's done. Oh, well, time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, and, you know, we, there's some people we haven't had on, and I talked to Greg about it, and, I mean, Greg does a fine job, does a great job, but um, we haven't had Daryl Walter. He's right. just not hes not answering. I think Donnie Allison has been scratched off the list <laughs> because one year uh, we were supposed to have him on and something happened. I think that was one of the shows where the phones went out. It made right. him mad, and I don't think he wants to fool with us anymore. Um, we haven't had Jerry Punch since COVID, no. and he was a regular. Yeah, we used to have him on. And he was a great guest, but can't can't seem to line him up anymore. But uh, uh, there's some people we haven't had on yet that we usually have on, like Wally dialing back, and uh, we'll uh, we got plenty of shows. Steve Fuller. Oh, I know who's going to be on next week. The guy who's uh, like heading up the Moonshine Festival in Mount Airy. Oh, okay. Um, his name's Bill Blair. He's a uh, He's done a lot of racing himself, mostly behind the scenes in the garage and pits and building cars. But his daddy was a great racer, and he went on the beach in 1952. His name was Bill Blair as well. But we're going to have Bill Blair on next Saturday morning um, as our guest, and he's going to talk about the Moonshine Festival and about his dad and uh, and about his things uh, that he's done. He's uh, he's probably a little younger than us. But yeah, and he's if you've been never, around a long time. If you've never been to Mount Airy, it is a nice little town. Now it is actually a lot bigger than Mayberry was. Yeah, but it is. It's just a nice little town. Yeah, and you can stay at the Mayberry Inn, and they've got a a '63 Ford painted up like uh, Sheriff Sheriff Taylor's car, the Mayberry Sheriff's Department. And uh, I think Aunt B actually lived there. I'm not sure if she's buried there or not. But I, uh, I don't remember. But Francis there used Bobby to be an Aunt B's restaurant. I don't know yeah. there or not. Yeah, I don't either. But anyway, yeah, we'll be talking to him uh, next week, Bill Blair. That's it for this week. We made it. Yay. Yay. Uh, we'll uh, talk to you next week with uh, Bill Blair, as I said. Thanks to all our guests, Carrie Tharp, Deb Williams, the rest of you. Natalie, we're not coming, but keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights.